Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and the theme for our show today is the gift of traditions. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. And so today we have the gift of tradition um, by Cynthia Bryan herself, uh, who is the author of our lovely Be The Star You Are books. And we're going to be reading that to celebrate our theme. Uh, Asia, do you want to start? Of course. So, I can't believe you allowed her out of the house with that outfit, Mom, howled my son. Did I really wear my hair like that? I shrieked as I doubled over in hysterics. Dad, you really liked pink, teased our daughter. It was a chilly Christmas Eve as our family snuggled under blankets in front of the roaring fire, drank hot chocolate while while watching our homemade videos dating from the 1980s. Reviewing family videos on Christmas Eve is a cherished tradition filled with laughter, memories, and endearing moments of growing up. Traditions set the foundation of the family unit. The word tradition comes from the Latin word traditionem, which means handing over or passing on. There is a real reason for every season to celebrate family rituals. Passing on traditions give us a sense of belonging, a feeling of joy, something to look forward to. When we pass down traditions, we pass a bit of our spirit and our heritage to those we love. Over the years, we have accrued many customs for our clan. Christmas Christmas has always been a favorite season, as it is for so many people around the world. Besides the tradition of lighting the Advent candle every day, we celebrate with a brunch in San Francisco, followed by a special surprise. The night before Christmas is our home movie extravaganza, beginning with attendance at Mass, then a seafood feast we all share in preparing. This year, our son drove to the coast fresh crab and fish from the fishermen. Our daughter whipped up the gingerbread, and I set a beautiful holiday table while my husband chose the beverage treats. When the children were younger, they sang in the Christmas choir and participated in the pageant. Some years, we wandered the neighborhood with friends singing Christmas carols, always ending the celebration watching videos from years past, reminiscing, laughing, crying, and feeling a sense of togetherness. No matter how old the children are, Santa always arrives by Christmas morning, strewing presents from the fireplace of the living room, winding through the hallways to the fireplace in the family room. Uh, Once in a while, he leaves a note for the treasure hunt, sending the kids scurrying around the house, shed, yard, and barn, hunting for their Christmas cachet. 
In the afternoon, we go to the ranch where I was raised to continue the tradition of our extended family Christmas. Although my dad has died, my mother entertains four generations with their delicious cooking, over-the-top decorating, and down-home hospitality. We break out instruments for our motley country band, a cacophony of ear-splitting music with washboards, spoons, pots, pans, harmonicas, and good old-fashioned foot-stomping. We're all rock stars for an hour of silliness. Outside, thousands of twinkling lights adorn every bush, tree, and plant as we herald the spell of good cheer. Everyone uh, everyone anticipates the excitement of these holidays, and although our traditions are predictable, there's usually something new and fresh for the way we live right now. When my daughter Heather turned three, we started a birthday tradition known as Mother Daughter Day, since that is how she pronounced Mother Daughter. It's a day of girly pampering highlighted by facials, manicures, pedicures, lunch, and a movie. At Halloween, our family would always join three other families at a beautiful secluded hideaway in the woods of Mount St. Helena to carve pumpkins and trick-or-treat around the doors of a classic Victorian. During the teen years, Halloween meant a big bonfire on the top of the driveway, driveway, roasting marshmallows and serving hot cider to the kids, hot mulled wine to the adults. New Year's brought us to the coast near Eureka, where the same group of friends from Halloween regaled on a cattle ranch riding horses and for foraging for foraging for portobello mushrooms. The exciting Easter petting zoo was the emphasis of our springtime tradition as we amused the town folk with the antics of our ghosts, chickens, rabbits, geese, ducks, turkeys, and other barnyard critters. Illuminate your days with your own personal traditions. It doesn't matter what you create, as long as you have occasions that are the hallmark of your family. Traditions stretch us, bind us, and offer a feeling that we truly belong to one another. Much of our divine destiny depends on the rituals and traditions we create in a circle of the family. Uh, And it is always fun to remember the wild clothes, the big hair, and the pink shirts we boasted at a different time of our life. So we have an exercise, and this is a pretty fun one. If you don't already celebrate any special traditions, definitely start today. It can be as simple as a Sunday game night where every member of the family participates in a board game with silly prizes for the winner. We used to have a bingo night and let my Swiss-Italian nanny win. Her reward would be a roll of toilet paper making her howl with laughter. Her joy was our joy. Ask your parents to dig out movies of when you were a baby. Relish that beautiful innocence that was you. You'll grow a fond bond with your folks and siblings, and you'll look forward to each special event. Try a new twist on a recipe together. Express your thankfulness with a note of appreciation, and pass on your legacy to create your own special good old days. And we have a quote from Cynthia as well. You are the reason for the season. Celebrate and honor your traditions. Which I think that is great, because I think every... I have never met one family that does not have any sort of tradition, whether it's something small or something huge that they do every holiday or just something weird that's like an inside joke between the family. I've just, I've (laughs) met a family where they all have at least something that they like to do together. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's part of the family unit. I feel like as we grow older, sometimes we kind of like eschew like, oh, oh, I don't want to be with the family, (laughs) especially through like the teen years. But I feel like it's definitely, you know, it's nice to have kind of the concrete there. And like, uh, you know, traditions are a form of um, reassuring your family and being reassured that your family has your back and you have theirs. (laughs) And like, you guys are all like a family unit, you know, you're gonna be there in it for the long haul in a family ways but like you know 
I feel like that's what traditions are really for, just to remind you that people are there for you and you've got a support network. And I think that's really nice. I do too, you know, with mm-hmm. with traditions, it doesn't normally have to be just with family. You know, you could have certain traditions that you have with your friends or mm-hmm. you could have a tradition for starting a new school year or just something, you know, different. And I think the best thing to do, especially now that we're getting into the holiday season, is really mm-hmm. kind of enjoy the fact that you're all going to be together as a family. So I think it would yeah. be fun to try, and if you don't have a, a tradition, try and get together this year and see if you can figure out something to do as a family every year starting this Christmas or starting this New Year's Eve. Um, what I think would be great is, you know, if you guys have, like, a certain food that you all love to eat, you guys can use that as a tradition uh, and say, well, hey, since we all love to eat this food together, we should use this meal as something to do every Christmas or every New Year's Eve <laughs> or a way to open Christmas presents together. I know of someone where they don't open their Christmas presents on Christmas morning. Instead, they open their Christmas presents on Christmas Eve night. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, that, yeah. Cool. There's but, less um, anticipation as well. Oh my God, I know. I, that was <laughs> so impatient, though. I'd be like, okay, when's Christmas Eve coming? Give me my presents. <laughs> I know. Where are they? <laughs> I think I think what you mentioned earlier about um, friends, like traditions with friends as well, is like, I think that's a good thing to have. Like, personally, for me and my circle of friends, we have like a secret Santa thing that we do every year. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that's our little tradition. We like get each other gifts and then nobody knows and it's really cute. And yeah, it, you know, it just having a tradition with someone really brings you closer to that someone, no matter what your relationship is. And I think I think that's just a nice thing about routine. And, you know, like we as humans just naturally like routine anyway. So like when we, we have a routine with someone. And, you know, we just like that person better. <laughs> yeah, and it's, Which it's is, like, really interesting nice. that you mm-hmm. mentioned uh, that we like routine. Because it's weird. Like, you can actually, like, relate traditions to, like, human nature. You know? Yeah. It's not necessarily just something that we like to do just because it can kind of, like, relay back to the fact that we do like routine. We do mm-hmm. like when things are the same, uh, especially in between people that you're really close to. And when something changes, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable. So mm. it, it's weird if you actually do think about, like, the psychology behind that. Like, we do traditions because we like the repetition and we like the fact that something has stayed the same in between people that we're super close with. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it, it is, though, it's, I think it's, it might be, like, a form of security, kind of. So, yeah. you know, you just... You celebrate that you have the same, like, the stability between people. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cool, though, that, like, traditions can build up your, you know, acquaintances with other people. Like, I had, I had an acquaintance in, like, middle school, and we started this, this thing where whenever we saw each other, we just, like, wave a certain way, and, you know, like, you do a little <laughs> handshake type of thing. And, like, that became our thing, and we became really good friends over the course of, like, maybe three years of doing this thing <laughs> and it was you know like we started out as, as acquaintances and then we were able to laugh over this like one little ritual that we had and you know it brought us closer and so I think yeah. I think that's kind of cool that like establishing a tradition with an acquaintance can kind of you know bring bring you closer to that person 
in the first place. And that's like, whoa. <laughs> well, that kind of uh, reminds me of something. I work with this girl and she's like my mm-hmm. sister. She and I are super close. And it's, I don't know if it's necessarily counted as a tradition, but we do do this thing where every time one of us goes out for lunch or we go to the store for one of our lunch breaks, um, if I go out, I will buy her an energy drink. Or if she goes out, she'll buy me an energy drink. It's just like something small that we like to do for each other. But I kind of thought of that as a tradition where we do that for each other every day when we go out for lunch. If the both of us go out together, then we'll obviously, you know, go get lunch together. But if one of us goes separately, we either buy that person uh, an energy drink, a soda, or something small, like a snack or whatever. It's just like something nice that we like to do for each other as a tradition. Oh, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. That just brought oh. up in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, she she was talking about that. So that, that kind of, like, rang a bell. I don't know if it would necessarily count as a tradition or whatever, but it's just, like, something we like to do every day that we're at work. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, small things are always kind of a part of it as well. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that definitely counts as a tradition. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it brings you closer to someone, so it works it out. <laughs> it creates friendships and lasting relationships. Well, thank you so much, Brigitte, for this awesome segment and um, and talking about this with me. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. Don't go anywhere as we continue our talk on the gift of tradition. The later it gets, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I am Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Uh, today, uh, for our continuing Gift of Tradition segment, we've got Asia on. Uh, it's a great show, especially great for the upcoming holidays. Uh, take it away, Asia. All right. So I absolutely love this theme that we have going on here for traditions. It really makes me think of all of the great memories that I've had with my family. And some in particular are especially around the holidays or something that we do as a family. 
And especially with Christmas right around the corner, I was thinking of what we do as a family for Christmas. And it has been quite a while since I've lived in California. I was actually born there, but I've moved back and forth between a couple of states. Right now I'm in Colorado, so it's a little hard to get to California uh, a couple times out of the year. So really, we're only going there for Christmas. Uh, but when we do go to uh, California... We have this thing at my grandma's house where we all come together as a family and we have everybody from my aunts to my uncles, my cousins, my grandma, grandpa, uh, anybody. And we all take this big giant Christmas tree that we have in her living room and we decorate it. We make our own Christmas ornaments and then we put all of our presents around uh, around the tree. We can't put them under anymore because there's so many. <laughs> we have to put them around. Oh my the tree. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like a mountain of presents. It's crazy how many people actually <laughs> from our family show up to that house. And it's like a Victorian uh, home uh, built in like the 1800s. So it's kind of big, a very spacious like room for all of us to fit in. So it's not that crowded. But we gather together as a family, we buy donuts, we make uh, breakfast, my grandma makes this delicious chili that she makes, and it's like the best stuff I've ever tasted in the entire world, like it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so we, she makes like this gigantic pot of chili for everybody to eat, and we all Ooh. like gather around, we just talk and have fun, and then at a certain time, we gather around and we make a giant circle of chairs, couches, uh, pillows to sit on, anything for all of us to come around in a circle. And every year, someone different is nominated to be Santa. And what that is, is that person will be the person who picks up the present, sees who it's for, and they will hand out a gift to everybody in the circle. And uh, last year, I think my little brother was it. And it's so funny because all the cousins fight over who gets to be Santa that year. <laughs> so all of us want to be Santa helping out, uh, passing out presents. And it's so funny because usually, like, the youngest children uh, end up being, like, Santa's little helpers because they can't sit still. So they end up just, like, grabbing presents and just handing them to people. They're like, here you go. That's uh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. So uh, we all just gather around. We open presents. And we all just have a really great time. And most of the time, somebody gets a Nerf gun for Christmas or like a football or whatever so she has a pretty big backyard right across from the park that she lives by and uh, not a backyard a front yard and we all go and get whatever Nerf guns that we can find and shoot each other with them <laughs> <in> the <laughs> yeah and every year we have a football to throw around or Nerf guns to shoot people with and it's so funny um, where you will like be driving by and you'll see all of these people in my grandma's front yard just shooting e uh, each other with Nerf guns and you'll be like, what the heck are they doing? Those people are crazy. And um, But that's what we like to do. And normally that's Christmas morning. That's usually like the Saturday, uh, either before or after Christmas. And one thing that we do love to do on Christmas Eve is go to my aunt's house. And we all get together and we sing the 12 days of Christmas. And everybody is designated a day. So um, it's, <gasps> it's actually super special to be given the five golden rings because you're wearing <laughs> gold and you have a gold uh, poster and you have gold stuff. Like we all have props. So whoever got the five golden rings was really special. Uh, so <laughs> it's super fun. We all get around and we sing and we, and we videotape it and we have, you know, tamales and enchiladas Aww. and tacos <laughs> and just like a bunch of Mexican food. And, and it's, 
It's so great. Uh, but that's only when we get to go to California, which sometimes we don't get to, which is a huge bummer, but um, it's a little hard to fly from Colorado to California because... Oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> tickets can be expensive, yeah. And it's it takes a while to drive there. It's about an 18-hour drive, so I don't think anybody really wants to drive to California. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when we're not in California, we have our own traditions at home, which is uh, we like to watch either the Polar Express or the Grinch on Christmas Eve. And when we watch the Grinch, we'll usually just eat the cookies that we've made that, that night. And we make a ton. Uh, it doesn't matter the fact with the fact that we only have five people in our house. We will make like 50 sugar cookies, like just because, because it's Christmas. So we will oh make, <laughs> yeah, we will make so many sugar cookies. It's ridiculous. Uh, but they usually all get eaten pretty soon, which is so bad. But <laughs> we usually eat those if we watch the Grinch. And then if we don't watch the Grinch, we'll watch the Polar Express. And what we do is we have candy canes. And on the hot chocolate part, we will get our cups of hot chocolate and drink hot chocolate while we're watching the Polar Express. And um, it's just a super fun time with Christmas and my family. And one thing that I do remember, um, this isn't Christmas, but it is Thanksgiving. And it's just something that I always remember with my family, uh, especially when we get together for the holidays. But when I was younger, I can't remember how old I was, but it was for a couple years. We would go to the beach and we would have these houses that were designated for people whose family... uh, who had um for families who had members that were in the military and i forget which branch it is i think it was just whether you were in the navy army you know marines whatever air force it it was designated for family families who had members in the military and they would save these condos for you on the beach and you were put on a list and if it was your turn that year you got to go and stay in one of those condos on the beach for I, i don't know i can't remember if it was for as long as you wanted to, or you had like a certain time period, like a week or two. But mm-hmm. we would go there for Thanksgiving, and we would have this condo or two, and my mom's side of the family would all be camping out in there. The cousins would all be in the living room together, and <laughs> we would make turkey. We would have all these great foods while eating Thanksgiving meal on the beach. Wow. Yeah, it was so so fun. (laughs) It is. It was super fun. And uh, we don't do it anymore because that family member is no longer in the military. But it was super fun while it lasted. We all got together and had such a great time. Even though the water was freezing cold, we would still... (laughs) (laughs) It would be super, super cold. And we would all be freezing our butts off after we got out of the water. And we'd all be sitting on on the porch just like shivering <laughs> like wrapped up in towels and and everybody's like well you shouldn't have gone in the water because it's not necessarily sunny outside and uh we'd be like well who cares it's the beach like you gotta go in the water but uh it was great it was so awesome and another one that i kind of remember is for christmas as well when we used to live in california every i think it was every first saturday we would have this big Christmas parade in the city that I used to live in in California and uh, I think it was Covina yeah in Covina on this big street you would have this huge light parade and it would be like two or three hours long and everybody would be hanging out by the park everybody would be hanging out 
on each other's front lawns. And we've had people just come in uh, to my grandma's house and um, she would offer them a bowl of chili. We didn't even know these people. <laughs> we didn't even know these people, and they would come in, and my grandma would be like, "Oh, hey, would you like a bowl of chili or a cup of hot cocoa?" Oh, it was it was so fun. Actually, one year I had a hot cocoa stand instead of a lemonade stand. I had oh. a hot cocoa stand. Yeah, yeah. I was really young, and what made me so mad is this like cop or like just like one of these deputies or or somebody came up and told told me that I had to shut down my hot cocoa stand because I didn't have a license <gasps> to sell food. I was oh, like, no. you just crushed my dreams. Like that oh. was like my very first entrepreneurial, like, oh, <laughs> I was like you just oh, shut no. down a little girl's dreams. How dare you? Oh. <laughs> but I started, I started crying and my parents were like, well, maybe it's just, it's time for you to just go and enjoy the parade. I was like, okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh it made me so mad. But um, there would just, we would have such a crazy time. There would be hundreds of people just walking up and down the street before the parade started. There would be stands and booths set up across the street at the park. And this park was really huge. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of room and, and, you know, it never snows in California where we lived. Uh, so instead of having uh, snow on Christmas, they had this machine and they made fake snow Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, they they have this giant hill that you could all like get like a like a like an inflatable um, tube and just go down the hill of snow in California where it never snows. So everybody was like, "Yeah, let's go!" Uh, <laughs> but that was just like the things that I remember. Like as a kid, there were just so many crazy traditions that I wish you know we still had. Uh, some of them we still do. You know, we still go to my grandma's house. We still love to go to my aunt's house. And, uh, you know, get together and open presents and, and sing Christmas carols and stuff. But some of them, you know, we don't do anymore. But it's really great to really think back and, and remember what we used to do as a family. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's incredible. There's so many, like, <laughs> different traditions. Like, you yeah. Know, like, yeah, it, it's great because, like, over time, you know, you talked about all these different traditions and how they, you know, how they change. Some of them are gone, but you still remember, mm-hmm. you know, like, how great they were. And then you you, have, you get, like, new uh, new traditions in there, which is, like, really, really cool. And, you know, um, your story about the the holiday traditions, like the parade, the light parade, kind of yeah. reminds me of... Um, we have a tradition. Okay, so I live in like a tiny little town uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area in California, right? And every Fourth of July, they play. Um, they have fireworks up in the sky, and it's really cool. But then, you know, this year they they told us that the park that we always watch the fireworks that we spread out blankets and everything mm-hmm. they said oh no you can't do that so everybody moved over to the nearby high school and just set up on the bleachers <laughs> like watch, watch the fireworks and it was just it was just funny because you see like even though there is tradition you do see people like adapting to like the times and keeping some old Mm-hmm. things and then like changing some new things and I thought that you know the different traditions you talked about and like how those change over time is really fit in with that as well as with the Christmas spirit <laughs> so yeah, that was really nice yeah and so thanks Asia so much for this awesome segment and you know it was great to learn about a lot of these really fun traditions that you and your family have uh, unfortunately we are out of time uh, during the break guys please visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos descriptions links blogs and more Also, please visit our charity site at BeTheStarYouAre.org and watch our fun and informative videos at YouTube.com slash BeTheStarYouAre. Stay right here with us as we continue our amazing conversation on traditions. 
Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at Be The Star You Are Radio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today on Express Yourself, we are discussing the gift of traditions. And I'm Brigitte Chia. And today for a segment right now, we have Katie Chu with us today. Hello. Hi, Katie. Take it away. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie, the reporter for Aim to Shoot, which is all about careers. And today I'm going to be talking about tradition in terms of careers. So as I was doing research on careers in relation to tradition, a lot of different interpretations of the phrase traditional careers came up. There were obviously a lot of references to careers traditionally for women or traditionally for men. And I wasn't particularly surprised since I'd heard of the term traditional careers in this context so many times, especially at school and social studies classes, history classes, even world language classes when we're talking about culture, because a lot of people interpret it this way. But it definitely doesn't have to be only interpreted in this manner, in this way, and it's not um, limited to this definition. Obviously, one way, a different way to consider it is to consider it quite literally, as you might consider medical careers or engineering careers. So traditional careers in this way would be careers related to cultural traditions or artistic traditions. Now, there aren't as many jobs in this manner or in this way of interpreting it, but there are definitely some jobs related to the study of tradition or culture. Although tradition and culture are slightly different, they're often um, intertwined and highly connected. And last but not least, you can interpret traditional careers as careers that have always been around and that will continue to be around in our society and economy. 
So in general terms, tradition is really associated with a sense of family, connection, and belonging as um, described in the chapter, The Gift of Tradition from the book, Be the Star You Are. And clearly this definition of tradition can't be directly applied to careers, but you can think of it in a certain way that's somewhat related. Traditional careers, careers that have always been around, sort of connect a society as a whole over common experiences and knowledge and also connect different generations over shared appreciation and understanding. For example, we appreciate doctors as much as our parents did and our grandparents did and our ancestors did and sort of physicians have always been around so it can be considered a traditional career. So now that I've sort of clarified what traditional careers are and could be depending on your interpretation, let's actually get into some details. So I mentioned before that there are careers related to the study of tradition. And if you're someone who really does value tradition and have a great interest in culture, then getting a college degree in cultural studies may be a starting point for you. Unfortunately, there isn't a degree separate for tradition, but cultural studies do have a lot to do with tradition. And if you majored in cultural studies, which has a lot to do with beliefs and that sort of field, you would learn to think critically about culture, exploring values, ideas, belief systems, and expression. And all of these are really related to culture, I mean, tradition and make up the traditions that we see today and a lot of families practice. You would also examine the relationship between everyday life, power structures, and culture forms, and Coursework would cover everything from philosophy, literature, and the arts to history, sociology, and communications. So a degree in cultural studies would definitely be a very broad topic and cover a wide variety of things. And even though it's a lot more um, broad than tradition, it's definitely one of the fields most intertwined and related to tradition. So that would be one choice. But what can you do with a degree in cultural studies? While, you're, while your options might not be as diverse as a career in, let's say, music, writing, engineering, or that sort of field, there are still several jobs to consider. An obvious possibility is becoming a cultural studies professor. Employment for cultural studies professors is relatively low right now, but the Bureau of Labor Statistics projects that by 2024, employment for this career will grow by 15.1% which is much higher than the average growth of 4.6%. And over the past decade, there has been a steady increase in employment for cultural studies professors. Their average annual salary is about $81,700 per year, and it's that's in the top 25% of careers um, in terms of salary. And typical career changes from cultural studies professors are to anthropology professors, geographers, sociology professors, and more. So obviously, even if you started out as a cultural studies professor, since cultural studies is such a broad topic, there are a lot of different options that you can go toward after after spending some years as a cultural studies professor if you would like. And since cultural studies will always be a field of interest to us, to society, and in general to all countries, it's not it's not going to go down or disappear in the near future, and that's why it's expected to grow so much. So another option with a cultural studies degree would be to maybe work in a cultural museum or cultural exhibit of some sort. In other words, be a curator. 
curators generally have various responsibilities, acquiring, exhibiting collections, selecting and designing the theme and um, of exhibits, organizing and conducting tours, workshops, conducting special research projects. And curators can really enjoy their job working with people, doing things that are directly related to culture and being able to be in close proximity to very important things that have a lot of value in terms of culture and in terms of tradition. Now, to become a curator, you would need some education in history and related fields to some extent. And the median annual wage for curators in 2015 was $51,520. Now, there are definitely other options such as social researcher, cultural outreach organizer, and more. But as I explained before, there can be various interpretations of traditional careers. And I think those other interpretations deserve their turn in the spotlight. So the term traditional careers can also be used to describe careers that are already well-established and have seemingly always been around. So if traditional careers exist, there must be non-traditional careers, if you think about it. And there are benefits to each. Coding authors Jeff Schwartz, Andrew Leocopoulos, and Lisa Berry, business leaders and customers expect agility, scale, and the right skills on demand these days. These new business and talent models look less like integrated factor factories and companies and more like highly orchestrated networks and ecosystems with a multitude of approaches to mobilizing, orchestrating, and engaging talent, skills, leaders, and ideas. So these sound like great improvements in terms of business and the connections between our economy, but there is something that has to be considered, and these authors pull support from the higher education sector where the percentage of full-time faculty has shrunk from 56% to 39% over the last 35 years, while the number of adjuncts and part-time faculty has grown from 24% to 41%. So while our economy is a lot more connected, there are, there are disadvantages to this connection and this less definitive type of economy and field, field organization. Thus, while there are many benefits to non-traditional newer jobs, there is also a chance of instability and risk and change. So traditional careers, on the other hand, promise much in terms of extrinsic rewards. They're often perceived as less risky and more stable than unconventional careers with respect to income and benefits. And something about traditional careers is that they already have a ready-made platform for social connection and recognition. For example, when someone becomes a physician, she or he is automatically associated to some extent with a certain social status. And this can be beneficial to you and your social social status in the future and your confidence. And it can also be a way of having a stable, stable job and stable future. So some traditional careers would be doctors, pharmacists, lawyers, and even bakers can be conditioned considered traditional occupations. The foundations and platforms for these occupations are already well-established and very stable, so they are considered traditional. And as traditional careers, professions such as medicine often include a support network of colleagues and well-performed, well-preformed pathways. And I don't think I have to go over these 
occupation because they're so well known and traditional and everyone does know what a lawyer does, what a doctor does. So Mm -hmm. these are lots of benefits to traditional careers. Awesome. I think that's really cool. The fact that you mentioned uh, the change in the amount of adjunct professors and full-time professors I actually did a essay on this in my college English class. And it's really interesting to see the benefits that adjunct professors lack that full-time professors have, but they really do the same amount of work and possibly even more because with adjunct professors, they don't necessarily teach at one school part-time. They're usually at one school part-time and then they go over to another campus for part-time. I actually had an English professor who taught at my campus uh, for a certain amount of time in the day uh, for a certain amount of classes. And then he would travel uh, all the way from my campus to a downtown campus and teach there for the rest of the remaining school day. So it's really interesting to see about the fact that they do have a lot of the work on their shoulders that full-time professors have, but they don't get paid enough or have the same amount of benefits. Yeah, that's exactly why traditional careers still do exist and a lot of people do value them a lot even though um, non-traditional and more interconnected careers and this sort of newer modern economy do have their benefits and are a lot more adapted to today's world yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. wow wow and that's you know it's it's incredible to see like the expansion of careers and how different people have like such weird and awesome jobs that were never possible (laughs) before you know and it's also it's also nice to see you know again these traditional careers showing up and being there like we need doctors like yeah like as as you said you know Yeah, Yeah, our grandparents value doctors, we're going to value doctors, we need doctors. But then the field of medicine is also changing, and we've got, like, you know, x-ray now that we might not have had, like, a hundred years ago, and people have careers in, like, x-ray. So that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned uh, the benefits of traditional careers. What are some of the disadvantages to having a traditional career? Well, one disadvantage is... Well, thinking about today's more modern world and the less traditional careers there are, there's a lot of uh, leeway, sort of you're more free to do things that you um, make choices that you want. For example, you mentioned your professor and he can probably choose which schools that he wants to work at and you sort of have this greater variety, whereas traditional careers, well, because of this, it's more stable, there's sort of this sort of um, stable groundwork, these rules, these regulations that are already established, and there isn't as much space for you to change or transform that. While the um, the field of medicine is still changing, and um, it's still transforming into something a lot better, more adapted to the new world, there are certain things that doctors are expected to do, and there are expectations and limitations on traditional careers, and you're expected to um, follow those rules and regulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like, yeah, once you've got, you know, certain, I feel like, I feel like once you've got maybe like a school for a certain career path or like you've got like business school, medical school, and then suddenly it's like, oh, okay, got to go by this set of rules. And so, can, yeah. you know, f- you know, family traditions are meant to be passed down and preserved. Um, and, you know, some family traditions that we talked over this in the last segment, yeah. some of them tend to fade over time. 
<laughs> so applying this careers, uh, what traditional careers, Katie, do you think will continue to exist in the future and which ones might fade? Well, there are, obviously, I talked about a couple of them, like physicians and lawyers. People are always Mm going to fight and always going to argue, and that's why we're always going to need lawyers. Same thing goes for physicians and doctors. And writing as such a large part of careers, it's not something computers can do for us to create something so unique as um, a writer's work. So physicians, lawyers, writers, um, even though my my teachers often... Um, joke about about robots taking over the job of um, teachers in the future that's not to come for a while and teachers in some form I believe will always exist and evidence shows this and obviously right now um, even though these aren't traditional careers chemical engineers and computer programs will continue to exist for a long time in the future Mm -hmm. and will become the traditional careers of the later generations if you think of it that way but the traditional careers that are starting to fade away are, if you think about agriculture, agriculture has been a part of um, society for basically forever, and it's starting to fade away because of all these technological advancements and et cetera. But they're still here for now, but in the future, I mean, evidence has shown that a lot of them, um, a lot, the agricultural section will decrease dramatically. Mm. And there are... A lot of a lot of jobs that you would expect to be taken over by computers by now, but that's not quite happening, and they're still existing. So you really never know. Like, like things like travel booking has um, started really been taken over by computers, but things like car dealerships, court reporters, stenographers, things that can be done by computers but aren't being done computer by computers really show that you don't really know until later because people do value tradition and they can continue certain careers that people do value can continue to to exist despite advancements Mm -hmm. definitely well I think that really comes down to the fact that you know technology is changing culture is changing uh, you know, just different things with our society is changing. So p- things could be considered traditional uh, jobs and then ones that have just come out of the light and are really becoming a part of our society will then be considered traditional tradition, uh, traditional careers in the future, especially with, you know, how society is going and how we are innovating and creating more technology and careers and different jobs. So I think that does definitely define how we uh, create traditional careers and which ones we keep and which ones fade away. But Katie, I think this was such a great segment. It was super informational and it's definitely something different to think about, especially on the terms of traditions and, and things like that with society. I think that was super interesting. But um, thank you for this awesome segment and be sure to stay tuned for our next segment, guys. During the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. For more info under events, go to our website at www.btsya.org. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Uh, visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation on tradition. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Uh, I will be doing a segment uh, for the Gift of Traditions uh, on art and traditions with Art Attack. <laughs> yes. And so, yes, it's going to be exciting. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, so tradition in art is something that's usually like eschewed. Like people look at tradition in art as, oh, you're not innovating anything. You're not being creative. Art is about being creative. But, you know, tradition isn't actually so bad in art. And a lot of, you know, artistic movements and the development of new artistic movements focuses on either maintaining tradition or building upon it. And so tradition really is a pretty big foundation of art, even though a lot of artists are like, no, we have to be creative and have to look towards like new movements. And so first of all, tradition in the method of art, like the style of art and how things are portrayed is a big part of the way art really works. Um, Even though a lot of artists and, you know, just artists general say that hey we don't have a certain way of doing things you know every artist kind of has their own thing of doing uh, way of doing things they establish their own little routine you know um, a lot of artists are really organized they organize all their supplies in certain ways and you know a lot of artists have a certain routine of getting ready to paint something and even like the style of art um the whatever movement you're part of there is an established certain like way of doing things where you've got cubism you've got a way of doing things that a lot of artists you know emulated and stayed with and you've got this kind of tradition of staying with a a certain way of portraying things or like a certain set of subjects for each and every artistic movement that we've had thus far in the entirety of art history, even though, you know, we don't like to admit it. We're like, oh, oh, yeah, this is this is just an artist with his own way of expression that has nothing to do with tradition. There is tradition in art and we have to, you know, recognize it and we can recognize it as something that's not such a bad thing necessarily. And, you know, tradition can be built upon throughout the ages in terms of art and it can really lead to new innovations. Uh, you've got Impressionism. I love impressionism. I always bring yeah. it up every segment. But <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it's both like 
an innovation and you've got a lot of artists that have contributed to it and different artists have taken it in different ways. But yeah. there's a fundamental concept that's kind of a tradition in in Impressionist um, art where you're portraying light, you're portraying, you know, movement, you're portraying a certain subject that is traditional in terms of Impressionism and is often aligned with Impressionism and the movement as a whole. And so that can be kind of looked at as a tradition in art uh, or in a certain art movement where this one art movement has a central message that's traditional for each artist of that movement to portray and you've got you know the surrealism and the abstract art of the lost generation after world war one where you've got a central theme a central tradition of portraying you know dark darkness and like hopelessness and trying to find yourself and everything is just off because of the war Mm -hmm. and so and so we can see this sort of tradition in each movement as something to be built upon like each each tradition kind of accumulates into an art movement and then that art movement might be taken in a new direction and so without this tradition you can't really create something new because you have nothing to like differentiate the new from the old if you don't have tradition uh and so just to explain what i mean by that (laughs) i realize it's kind of an (laughs) ambiguous statement it's like if you have a traditional form of art right you've got for example again like the old school way of painting portraits and like kings and queens in maybe the 1600s. And then you've got the new painting from life um, without the tradition of painting old, you know, painting rich people, the kings and queens. You've got, you know, you've got no traditional way of painting to differentiate your creative, your creative new movement of painting from. And so, you know, tradition has to be there for people to, get away from tradition. And so tradition might arguably be like an important cause of creativity and new movements. And so I think in that way, tradition and art is really important as well. And you see, you see that happening with like all of the different art movements in history. And, you know, jumping away from that, Mm -hmm. traditional art in like different cultures is also very, very important. And I think we've talked about this in previous segments as well, where you've got like tradition being a part of culture. And I think uh, Katie in her segment of our careers in the last segment talked about like culture and tradition being kind of the same thing. Well, different cultures have a lot of different traditional art. Um, Yeah. Choosing, yeah, like choosing to use historical methods and traditional methods, mediums, styles, subjects is really kind of to preserve culture a lot of the times or send a cultural message. You'll have a traditional artist who really wants to use these methods that are part of his or her culture to really show the traditions in the form of art. So I think that's a really cool link between tradition and art because you've got art as a way to express tradition and express culture and to really bring it into the public eye. And you've got a lot of examples of this. Um, I used to live in Canada, in Vancouver, and you could you could go to um, the University of British Columbia there in, in around Vancouver, and you could see all these totem poles on these hills, and they're Native American or First Nation, as we call them in Canada, um, totem poles. And you can see yeah. really like the act of preserving culture. And I, I just think that's really neat that art is able to produce, preserve tradition and culture through kind of a traditional way of creating art. So they're really interconnected. <laughs> and, you know, art also um, 
is integrated into tradition. Like you, if you have a way, um, a style of art that's produced again and again for a certain traditional ceremony or a traditional like message, then it becomes tradition. You know, that, that, um, action of creating art becomes tradition. Like, for example, you've got African masks, right? This is, um, it's a tradition that influenced many and it's a form of art but it's also a part of African tradition. And then again, you've got the totem poles as an important cultural thing, but then also a form of creating art. And, you know, it, this happens when art methods, materials, subjects, they're so ingrained into a culture that they become a tradition. They become part of this culture. And yeah. I think that's really cool that art has this effect. And then last of all, you've got traditional clothing as part of culture. Um, Clothing, as they as they say, is wearable art, of course. <laughs> and so you've got the intricacies and the coolness of traditional clothing, and you've got the artistic side of that, where you put a lot of detail into your clothing, into traditional clothing, like um, Chinese robes, which are part of the culture. They're an artistic way of expressing yourself, and they're a work of art all in themselves. So you can see definitely a link between tradition and art that's very strong, even though art is arguably like a very creative, new kind of thing, seeking to get away from traditions. And so tradition really is an important part of art. (laughs) Definitely. I totally agree. I absolutely love these segments. I can't emphasize that enough. I love learning about all these different things, especially how art can link up with whatever we are talking about, which is pretty much every single time. So I think that is... (laughs) Great. But uh, thanks, Brigitte. Uh, we have no more time for the rest of the show, but thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and of course, America Kids Career Special Air Engineer Matt. And thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to btsya.org and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, enjoy your traditions, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go